from the twisted realm of science and the darkest pits of reason comes chilling tales of godlessness. Bear witness to the unfathomable terror that is... The Good Atheist! Ho, 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 and welcome to the Good Atheist.net podcast for this two-part Christmas special. This is a two-parter. This This part one is now, and then part two will hopefully be later. So part two's not coming first. No. My name is Jacob Forte. And I'm guest hosting Jeffrey Jones. You may recall Jeffrey Jones. Uh, For some of you hardcore fans out there, he occasionally fills in for Ryan, fills in those big gigantic shoes. Yes, I I I, I um, refer to my, affectionately refer to myself as the good atheist spare tire. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's it's great because every time I say that Ryan's uh, going to be off somewhere, somebody always posts up, "Hey, is Jeff going to be filling in?" And I'm sure that makes you feel pretty good. It buddy. does. I check your website every time that there's a podcast <laughs> and it announces that Ryan's gone. So I'm like, someone bring me up. They like me. They oh, like me. well, you know, I can't blame you. Because even I check my comment section, my own podcast. I'm like, are people liking this? Because I'll be honest with you. I have this secret fear that my podcasts are getting worse. Really? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't. Once you get past, like, we're now at number 75. That's the regular one. That's the regular one. And this is the regular one, right? This, this is, is the regular one, yeah. Okay. We're, we're, I'm, I'm not doing a bonus show this week. There's, okay. I, I wasn't able to get any of the, the people that I wanted to interview. Uh, you would be surprised how difficult it is around Christmas time to get a hold to of people. To get an atheist around Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Who knew that these people are out there celebrating some kind of pagan Secular worship? Pagan holidays. Some holidays. Some holidays, indeed. So, yeah, I mean, so unfortunately, all of you guys out there that are just, like, rabid fans and haven't gotten a bonus show, sorry. <laughs> let me just for, let me say sorry first, but you know, it's the, it's the holidays. Surely you can give me a break, right? Yeah, I have. Why not? Just go back and listen to some of the early ones. Exactly. I mean, there's, there's literally a hundred shows for you to go back and listen. One hundred of these shows. Well, they could spend time with their families. Uh, no, nah, you don't want to do that. Well, most of, the, most of the people who listen to the podcast usually listen to it when they're working out and stuff like that. So oh. I have to imagine that around the holidays anyways, nobody's working out because, I mean, who wants to work out when your stomach is full of turkey <laughs> and, and stuffing and all this other kind of shit? I actually shit? just started going back to the gym. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, how, I, wait, wait. Uh, what's, what, what, uh, what, are you, what kind of workout are you doing, man? Right now? Oh, it's just weights. I want to do cardio a bit later, but I have to get better shoes for it because honestly, the shoes that I have are really cheap, and I screwed up my oh legs. Oh my god! Something you want to hear? Fierce. You want to hear cheap shoes? My shoes. I got these old Nikes back before Nike was cool. Okay. You know what I mean? Like these gigantic galoshes that weigh like thirty pounds, and you go run with them. It's like running with lead shoes, man. It's bad. I was I was thinking the other day. Maybe the reason I suck so much at running and all this other kind of stuff might be in the shoes. <laughs> the lead weights, yeah, running around. I've had these things for like 10, 12 years maybe. Do you think it's time for a new pair of gym I shoes? So. I think so. I would love to, but unfortunately I'm really broke. I'm sorry. Now, let's talk about Christmas a little bit because, no. you know, it's – it's a Christmas episode, but not just that. Just because Christmas is always the time where Christians go a little crazy. Just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the first thing I want to talk about is this really hilarious article I read in the Baltimore Sun, uh, which I blogged about. Right. Uh, and it's this this professor called David Kyle Johnson. And uh, he's a professor at King's College, which is pretty much a uh, like a fairly religious mm-hmm. school in Pennsylvania. 
Anyway, so he writes an article saying that he wants parents to stop lying to their kids about Santa. And you know what? Here's the thing. I had thought about this a lot myself. Mm-hmm. I don't have any kids, but, you know, I am obsessive about thinking about shit all the time. And I thought all to right. myself, if I have kids, am I going to tell them about Santa? Because, I mean, I'm a, I'm a skeptic. I'm an atheist. You know you know me. Like, yeah, uh, no, it's... And I was thinking to myself, I, at first I was saying, no way. I am not going to teach them about Santa Claus because it's 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 disingenuous. Yeah. But, I, you know, since then I've kind of changed my tune a little bit. I think you explained this to me at one point. Well, the, my, whole, my whole approach is that Santa Claus offers a really unique opportunity to teach kids two valuable lessons. Number one, how to be skeptical. Because, I mean, at what point when you were a kid did you start questioning the existence of Santa? Me honestly, yeah, you. My God, I was super naive. I was okay. Come on, now, how 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 old were you? I Seriously, was at least level two high school. Well, what what is that? Like twelve, thirteen? Uh, no, it's like fourteen ish. You were fourteen <laughs> before you started questioning Santa Claus. I was raised religious and wow. to believe parents. Well, okay, why but are you, like, yeah. Can I? Okay, <laughs> let me ask. Okay, you know what? Then this is this is good. We're gonna audit you. It's a good thing I called You're you here because <laughs> you were literally the oldest person I've ever s- talked to in my life. Like that that abandoned it that late. That late. So, yeah. okay, dude. Let me ask you a few questions. Number one, how did you deal with all of the all of the kind of weirdness about Santa? Because I'm I'm sure you had crappy gifts. You were poor like me. So didn't you ever wonder why you didn't have any of the cool gifts that the rich kids had? Actually, though, this is the thing: is my mom would save up all year, so when Christmas did come around, we would get like there would be one day where we'd get all the cool stuff. So oh, that okay, was, all right. There was that. I mean, you'd get like a Nintendo or something. I got, like yeah, that. yeah, that's it. It's like every year, my mom would buy us a big present, and then like Santa would buy us a present. So like it would be like we got the Nintendo, but Santa would buy us Super Mario Brothers. Or make wow. it in his workshop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so smart. All right, all right. So since it was fourteen, do you remember any details about how you finally dropped that fucking belief? I think it had something to do with this one day, like a couple weeks before Christmas, where it was a really wicked, crazy snowstorm, and none of us had winter boots. My brother and I. And I remember... Uh, Santa didn't bring you no winter boots the year previous? <laughs> no, he hadn't. Oh, wow. But he somehow got into the house that day and dropped them off for us. Right before school, we, we were about to leave, and there were these presents on top of the freezer, which was right by the exit of the house. And they were from Santa. And my mom was like, what's going on? How did these get here? And then I was like, huh? Man, she tried really hard to kind she, of keep she, that myth, eh? She did. Wow. No, she, well, she loved it, but she, she held on to it. And when we started to question her, about it like you know is Santa real what's going on with this she would just say like you know she would she wouldn't flat because my mom would never lie but she wouldn't flat she would not say yes she wouldn't be like yes it's it was me it was like Santa I'm, you know like Santa is the Christmas spirit of course there's a Santa you know and it's like just give me an answer tell me stop you know she would have made a great preacher because the, yeah. the, the thing is when you go to uh, yeah. seminary the the one thing they teach you is how to avoid telling the truth because <laughs> people are always going to ask lying. you without lying because yeah. people are going to ask you some pretty fucking uncomfortable questions yeah. like if a person comes over to you and asks you how come they wrote about jesus only like decades after he was yeah. dead like what's what that about and then a per- then then the priest has to sort of answer something along the lines of well they were inspired by god to believe in him. Well, I don't know why he's Irish, but, you know. I don't know. It's better than the Beatles accent <laughs> you were doing earlier is the test. 
Yeah, well, no one's going to hear that, so that doesn't make any sense now. <laughs> they were awesome. Now I have to include that. You all missed it. Yeah, I have to include that. That's stupid. Make that the bonus. I'll, you know what? At the end of it, you get to hear it. So if you listen past the credits after the song, you'll hear our fake Crafty. British... Uh, yeah, I'm recording? going to put that... What? Was it recording? Yeah, it was recording when we were doing oh, it. Right. So I'll put that as an Easter egg. Sure. Kind of a Christmas bonus. A Christmas Us bonus. dicking sure. around. <laughs> dicking around. Anyways. Okay, so let, let's go back. Let's go back to your your whole story of credulity here, because it's just too entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a dick. Okay, for reals. How old was your brother when he stopped believing? Because he's older than you, right? By yeah, two years, I, I think three. Uh, three years. I think he stopped believing before I did, but mom sort of like put the hush hush on it. So it's like, don't tell your brother. Don't tell your brother that he's not, you know, real. Real. Okay, yeah. so let's go back to that whole moment where you, fucking like. Got it. Like that, it, it was not real. What the hell was that moment? I don't remember. You don't remember. The the thing is, is I remember there was this weird sliding scale of things that I stopped believing in. Like I know the first thing I stopped believing in was the tooth fairy, like way way back. How what what age? Like is the oh, I was still in. I was like I don't know. Like when I lost my baby teeth. <laughs> when the tooth fairy just didn't give you money. It's like what the fuck, me. man. It's like the, as soon as I tell you what. Most beliefs are transactional. I think that's yeah. what I learned. Because, of course, a kid's going to believe in Santa. He gives you shit. Exactly. The, the first year Santa doesn't bring you anything, boom, he doesn't exist. <laughs> exactly. But that's the thing. is The Tooth Fairy was first. Okay. And then it was the Easter Bunny was second. Why? Did you not have any sort of, like, chocolates on Easter we, or something? We did, but... I don't know why we stopped. I just, it just, I just stopped believing. I think it was just I didn't want to let go of Santa. Like, no, Santa, you're the last one. Did you ever feel that if you believed in him, your presence would be better? Like, as almost that if you revealed the fraud, it, Santa would stop giving you gifts? You know, it could have been possible because, you know, it's true. It's like, well, if I, if Santa's not real, then, like, half of my presents are gone. Like, <laughs> I was a greedy little bastard. It's funny because I think, I think that to some degree, the Santa Claus myth is one of those – that is a huge transactional belief. I'm like, when you, when you reject him, you run the risk – of losing a whole bunch of really great <laughs> gravy trading. <laughs> exactly. Actually, it's quite funny because uh, I think uh, as far as I know, uh, when I've talked to kids and stuff like that about it, mm-hmm. uh, what, I, what I heard from some kids is that they stop believing way before they tell their parents. But who wants, to, who wants to tell their parents that they don't believe anymore? Two reasons. Number one, parents just love it. And, yeah. and kids say like, well, you know, mom and dad kind of like the whole thing, so we'll yeah. play along. And number two, it's that whole, yeah, if I fucking I say Santa, Santa doesn't exist, they'll be like, you're an adult now. You don't get any cool toys. That's true. That is true. And I love wow, I love me. My, I, well, I, it's dude, crazy, man. That's like yeah. that's like somebody saying that they lost virginity at fifty years old. I lost you know? virginity at twenty seven. Don't say that on the podcast. Whatever. You'll look less cool. I'll look less. But cool. But check check it out, all of hey, you gay on, men on, listening to this podcast. Guys. He's working out now. I'm working out, and just to let you know, the very first date I ever had with a man ended in four hours of sex. Yeah, that's probably because it was really awkward. <laughs> I was trying to get my cool points back. All right, whatever. Well, I had to knock you back down. <laughs> Seriously. Okay, let's okay. He's let's go back dick. to let's go back to the article because yeah. there's something I wanted to mention about what what he was saying, I'll go and I wanted to give pride. number the, the second reason as to uh, uh, as to, as to why the, the the Santa Claus myth may may persist. Right. And uh, no, wait, I lost my train of thought. I'm gonna have to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> Can we edit the uh, sex life? No, we're no, we're that? we're keeping that. Then you got to keep this because they just referred to it. I don't. I can. I can. I'm clever when I edit, man. Right. I'm good. 
right. I'm fucking good. All right. All right. Let's go back to Santa Claus, the myth, and, and, and why th- this, guy, this guy feels, the author felt that it was essentially bad to lie to kids. Right. Uh, it's ironic. Well, that's the whole thing about it because, you know, this guy is a professor at a fairly religious college. He's written a lot about theology. And my first question to this guy is, like, why are you not allowed to lie about Santa but somehow telling them that some illiterate Jew was a fucking god? Oh, well, that's not a lie. That really happened. I'm like, dude, man. There's more evidence for Santa Claus being real because actually there he was a real dude. Santa Claus is based on a real Saint dude. Nicholas, uh, something or other. I don't remember his. I don't know his damn last name because I don't care. I don't care that much about well, the whole I think Santa his Claus last myth. Name is Klaus. <laughs> <laughs> he was probably a filthy German. Seriously. Maybe he was even a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> he did have that Nazi red. He did have those boots. I bet he goose steps on roofs. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't have to. I just, the, the, shut up. <laughs> okay, so, anyways, the back to my whole philosophy about whether or not I'm, I'm going to tell my own kids. Yeah. Um, the second reason why I would want to tell them about the the, the, the the Santa myth is because I think it's a really unique opportunity for kids to learn that adults are full of shit. You know what I mean? Like, how many... T- at what age do you realize that your parents are fucking liars? I think it's an important development in any kid when you're like, hey, this person is lying to me. You know, like, I, I think that when we're naive, doe-eyed children, we always think that our parents are telling us the whole truth and they have nothing but our best interest at heart, but they're human like everybody else. Mm-hmm. They have to lie once in a while because the truth is just sometimes so horrible, so horrifying. You can't let kids know. My dog didn't go live on the farm with my aunt. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They see, yeah. that's a, that's a that's pretty good one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Okay. Um, Anything else you want to say about Santa before we move on? Because I feel like it's getting stagnant here. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. We can. I mean, fourteen. God damn. Let it go. I. You gotta let it go. We'll be talking. I was incredibly naive. Why do you think uh, it was so hard for me to get rid of Jesus? Well, that, well, for those of you who don't know, uh, Jeff used to be actually be a pretty. Uh, I was. I was hardcore very, believer. I in high school. This is another hilarious and humiliating anecdote. So it, please share. I will. Um, I got to make this interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Or you're not invited I, I'm anymore. I'm not invited ever again. Um, I actually, we had this music class. I think it was level one, so I had been 13 at the time. We had this music class where one of we had to bring in our favorite song. And I remember my favorite song was a Paula Abdul song. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know. Farg. <laughs> For real. Anyway. Uh, but one, another one of the students brought Metallica. And I asked to leave the room so I wouldn't listen to the devil music. So I sat outside for the duration of... The Metallica what did song. you think that the music would do to you? I don't know. Send me to hell. I was. I how was, how obsessed were you, by the way, about hell and shit? Oh, I was pretty like I did not want to go to hell. One of my friends in high school was an atheist, and I didn't know how to talk to him. I was like, "But don't you know you're going to hell? Like, how can this not scare you?" So you're saying that if you traveled back in time, talk well, to your young self, myself. young atheist self, uh, I mean, young Christian self, wouldn't know how to deal with your older atheist self. Old You'd be like, <laughs> holy moly, eh? <laughs> wow. He would look at you and say, you're going to hell. He would. But uh, before we move on, one more question about that, actually, because it just popped into my head. Yeah, sure. How much did thinking about hell and obsessing about it compare to, say, thinking about Jesus' love? Because, you know, the Christians are always, Jesus' love! And I'm just, 
for you personally, how much did that sort of like play into it? Sort of like the the division here. I was definitely more afraid of going to hell than than you yeah, were yeah, yeah. at the well. Uh, when I was younger, we were given those. I don't. You know what chick tracks? Are, oh right? yeah. yeah, yeah. I was given chick tracks, and there was one that scared the crap out of me forever. It's that one where they play your life on this big screen and all the horrible things you ever did. God was watching you, and you're gonna go to hell forever. Man, now actually, the one that really fucked me up when I was a kid was the one about. Uh, anyways, for those of you who don't know, before I say, Chick Track is kind of like a little cartoon thing. They they, they distribute all over the place. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, I get m- emails from people saying like, "I found a Chick Track here. I found a Chick Track on my car," and that kind of stuff. Because they're like, they're Christian nut job rarities. So every yeah. time you find one, I'm like, you should probably collect it because it's one of those. It's yeah. It's 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 pretty fucked up. Anyways, yeah. uh, the one that always messed me up the most when I was a kid was uh, this couple who were on this plane. And they're talking to this guy, and um, and they're just recounting the fact that they come back from Africa. They've helped all these people with their charities, and uh, they're having a discussion about God. And the guy that they're talking about, uh, talking this with, is a murderer, or he was a convicted felon who accepted Jesus. And he's trying to tell this couple, he's like, well, you got to accept Jesus in your heart. And they're saying, well, you know, we did all this good work. I don't th- really think that we need to. And he said, well, if you don't and you die, On you're going to go. Plane. You're going to go to hell because it says specifically in the Bible that it is not your the works that you do. It's whether or not you accept Jesus in your heart. And coincidentally, the plane crashes and the couple is sent to hell, despite trying to, you know, barter yeah. with. Uh, this, uh, well, Jack Chick always draws Jesus as a fucking 80-foot-tall, faceless... Oh, yeah, he glows, eh? Yeah, faceless entity on this massive throne, and yeah, he's I, just there's yeah. always, like, this crazy light behind him. So it's not like, you know, six-foot-tall, beard-blue-eyed Jesus. It's massive, faceless... Space, space Jesus. Space Jesus. And this Space Jesus is telling you that you're going to hell. Anyways, that was the one that creeped me out yeah. the most. Let's let's uh, let's yeah, let's move along. Let's move along. The second thing I want to talk about actually has to, again it's still Christmas themed. Uh, now I don't know if any of you remember, but I was talking about uh, last month that uh, the archdiocese in Washington was threatening to pull out of a charity. Uh, what's it called again? That charity? Oh, uh, Martha's 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 uh, table. Martha's table. Yes. Uh, yeah. So Martha's table is a charity that basically is for homeless people. You know, like. Right. Uh, in the Washington area. And it's done a lot of good, apparently. I mean, I don't know much about it. Well, they do, like, little prayer groups, but they always feed the... Like, you they know, feed you, people. You come for a prayer and you get soup. Yeah, whatever. It's, it's easy. You just yeah. say, oh, yeah, I believe in Jesus. Now give me some fucking food. You'll believe anything when you're hungry. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Anyways, there's apparently three... Uh, I don't know if, if most people who are listening to this are, are aware that in Washington, D.C. now... There's a bill that's passed that would effectively legalize gay marriage. I'm, I'm clapping now. I am clapping. There you go. There we go. Woo! So you're not clapping alone. Yay. And uh, although that, from as far as I understand it, that doesn't necessarily mean it's that everybody can rush. Yet. Yeah, no, not so. yet. It still has to be signed. I think the mayor actually already signed. So then it just has to go through like Congress and blah, 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 blah. But if everything goes well, it should be by around St. Patrick's Day. So March, I think. Yeah. So March. Okay. March, so as, can, assuming, of course, that... The opposition National doesn't try doesn't try to put it up for again uh, to a yeah. popular vote because I mean, do you think in the Washington area, do you think it could survive a, a kind of like a tyranny of the majority or anything? I don't know. I try not to think about that. I okay, was like, fine. Well, we lost it in New York. How did you lose it in New York? It's fucking New York. I don't know. All the all the Guidos. That's. What we're <laughs> 
they hate gays. Ouch. Um, okay, so let's... Uh, Anyway, so three churches have now pulled out uh, because the whole thing is that all the local churches have this kind of agreement. You Mm. may recall this is sort of like a form of ecumenism. Now, if you don't know what ecumenism is, it's basically kind of an entente between churches of different faith. And it's just a way for them to work together despite the fact that they have all kinds of... Uh, you know, indis- discrepancies within their own faith that they don't necessarily believe in the same things, even at all. Uh, but they all agree, basically saying like Jesus is a swell guy, and everybody should accept him as your Lord. And as long as they have that kind of one thing, they've been able to hold together, and that's mm-hmm. what ecumenism means. Now, right. I discussed this a few show, a couple shows ago, but because this is podcasting, I mean, who fucking remembers? Yeah. So I'll bring it up again. But I've always said that. Gay rights issues is going to destroy uh, Christian ecumenism because it can't survive. There are groups that are just, they say, well, Jesus is important, but homosexuality is wrong. You know, they they make that one of their uh, points of contention. And so long as that point of contention uh, exists, there's going to be an equal number of churches and organizations that support it. Of course, they're going to butt heads, and and yeah. and and you know, depending on how liberally minded the church is, it's, it's basically uh, the the main reason why any church would either support or be against it. How liberal is this church? Now, yeah. if you're not very liberal, if you're like a Baptist church, <laughs> you're it. not going to really like it. And uh, I think it's I think it's so. I mean, not only is it disgraceful that they would try to use homelessness like whole, as a trump card yeah, exactly saying like well we're just gonna let these people starve because you're allowing gays to marry and that's an abomination yeah man it yeah. makes me sad you know I, I have to wonder 20 years from now when hopefully this is no longer an issue yeah how are these people gonna feel yeah, it's gonna be like you know it's gonna be like that whole my great-grandmother was like you know <laughs> pro uh uh, uh, what was it called? Segregation. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, Segre- exactly. was a segregationist. Segregation. Yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, we're all kind of embarrassed about that. We're not going. Well, everybody's that. got those kind of weird family members where something embarrassing happens. Like yeah. my, not my grandmother, but one of my cousin's grandmothers. She, um, she was a young girl in Austria during the Second World War, and you don't want to ask her about the Jews at oh, that no. time because you know what. She, she, despite the fact that she, I think she was three years old at the time, she'll be like, "Oh well, you don't understand how it was like that because of the Jews." And I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about? You didn't understand anything. You were three. Oh, it's like, oh, was uh, a, a Jew pushed you down on the on the ground there? Took all your money there? Uh, ran away with a gigantic Jew nose there <laughs> into his rat hole? I mean, give me a break, all right? But I mean, to some degree, it's not that I want to just say that people are allowed to have you know, these kinds of prejudices, but you no. come to expect it from certain generations and certain attitudes. You're like, yeah. oh, well, we just have to put up with you until you're dead. The only yeah. problem is that people are living so long now, Absolutely. we can never get rid of these prejudices. Well, that's, that's the the only, let's say, perk, is like by the time the previous generation dies out, because like the new attitudes, man, it's really... As far as gay rights are concerned, like it's it's no big deal to a lot of people. It's really the older generation that still has hangups about it. 
Well, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that they weren't necessarily exposed to it or didn't know anybody that was. I mean, I think to some degree, even you coming out of the the closet kind of helped change my attitude about it a little bit. I mean, you remember how much we used to sort of like make uh, gay jokes all the time. I don't even make any gay jokes now. I mean, except for ones making fun of people making making gay jokes. I've just I've transcended a new level of comedy now. There you go. And and gay jokes don't seem funny to me anymore, even though they used to. I was actually that's sorry interest. No, no. <laughs> Go ahead. You're was, a co-host. It's not I'm just me talking. Okay. Well, it's, it's it's interesting. You should mention that because I I was watching. Um, do you remember the SNL skits there? The ambiguously gay duo. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was watching. I found them on like YouTube, and I was watching them, and I was like, I thought that was hilarious when I was younger, and I was watching it now, and I'm like, this is really not funny. They're just making fun of these two guys. Like, <laughs> that's all they're doing. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, I guess, I guess, I don't know. I haven't gone back and watched no, no, those. I'm just I have saying, no it's the same in thing. It. It's like that mentality of what was. Well, you sent me a link to oh, gross, gross jokes. Joke? Did you watch it? I did. Where did it's just basically just people like... just saying, like, just yelling out the word fag and everyone going, ha, ha, ha. So hilarious. Yeah. That the was... word fag is hilarious. Yeah. That was, uh, I, but I was in the 80s. So, like, if you just think that's like, what, 25 years ago, given like it was 86 or whatever. Like, that's still. 30 years soon. <laughs> no. You're going to be 30 before me. <laughs> I'm trying to regain my cool points. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so there, there is progression. You know, it's just, I, it's I have to wonder, there. imagine imagine tomorrow they invent some kind of pill that allows people to live forever. And I don't mean live forever as in you're invincible, but just that the death stops. will, yeah, the aging essentially stops. The thing that worries me about that is because every generation kind of goes through its own metamorphosis, if you want. Like, we, we tend to, to, to be able to absorb a lot new, uh, I, I guess, ways of life that we may not have otherwise been able to in the past because, you know, we were kind of set in our ways. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like how I've noticed, to some degree at least, that it, it feels like Ever so slowly, I think human beings are starting to come to realize that we're all part of a ge- you know general human family. The concept of countries and, and things like that, of nationalism, uh, you know, they have somewhat taken a bit of a blow. I mean, you look at nationalism in in, in the forties mm-hmm. and thirties, you know, pretty fucking scary. You know, the, the 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 end of imperialism and and after the Cold War and the death of of the Soviet Union as a superpower, and all of a sudden you you, you do have this general sense that. You know, countries are, are, are becoming a little less isolated. And the less isolated they become and the more their populations breed with people in other countries yeah. and so on and so forth. In the long run, you anticipate that, well, maybe the idea of countries will disappear. Maybe the idea of even ethnic races, which doesn't even make any sense, uh, will, as well, will disappear as well. And uh, we can be rid of just this of, of, of racial prejudices and, and of prejudices based on sex and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But we're not there yet. And no. what we need, for the most part, is a lot of these old prejudicial jackasses to go the way of the dodo. <laughs> I mean, don't you think that you and I might have some uh, beliefs that even in the future will be regarded as prejudicial or wrong? I mean, we may be on the wrong side of this whole meeting business, or we may be on the wrong side of fucking... Heck, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I can't foresee the future. I, yeah, that's the thing. Is I'm pretty liberal, though. I'm trying to think where's where, where's my prejudice. Well, like maybe it. maybe the whole thing might be too that uh, we've we'll we'll get to see that maybe there is a there is a l- fine limit to liberalism because I I don't know if you agree with this, but I remember I was watching 
uh, video from Sam Harris was accusing liberals of excusing away fundamentalism yeah, yeah, uh, because they're saying, well, Islam's not generally like this and yeah. so on and so forth. But you're like, guys, <laughs> yeah. um, you need to stop defending individuals that are have a vested interest in trying to kill you. It's like they're not they, – they, they would gladly accept your sort of hand to just fucking grab it in and chop it off. Yeah. No, I, I agree, but that's that's like taking it like that's just the way super liberal like the same way there's the ultra right wing that's sort of more ultra left I think. Let's forgive everybody and let's not offend anybody and which I don't think I'm sorry. Sometimes people need to be offended. And and I don't think that you know like what Christians sometimes believe that you should love your enemy. I don't actually think that that's generally a good idea. I agree with Christopher Hitchens that there are some people that are really truly your enemy, and the thing that they don't need is love. Um, they probably need to either be isolated or destroyed. I mean, th- there are people who really fundamentally believe in things that are far different from you and me. I mean, look, look in countries like uh, Somalia where they're stoning adulterers. It's mm. a pretty fucking scary thing, you know? A, and, and it's only getting worse over there, you know, in yeah. Somalia and Uganda and Rwanda. Oh. These places are becoming really fucking messed up because guess what? Africa is the new battleground for religion. And everybody who was out there telling you, oh, religion is for peace. I'm like, where is the place, one place on earth where religions are fucking clashing and meeting? Africa. What's that place like? It's a hellhole. It's a fucking hellhole. I, I wrote a, uh, an article a little while back saying uh, that Uganda was fucked up yes. uh, because of those sex laws and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. the, the, the trying to criminalize homosexuality, yeah. not just kill gays, but also imprison their family members for not outing them. Uh, Within a, 24 hours. Oh, my goodness. 24? You have 24 hours. If you find out that uh, someone is gay, you have 24 hours to tell the authorities. If you don't, you face, I think it's up to three years in jail. Wow. Yeah, like so, this isn't a witch hunt. Did I show you? And and I showed you that newspaper article, eh? Like the one? top homos in Uganda, where they posted their pictures and where Whoa. they usually hang out. Like that is like that's not a witch hunt. You're telling them it's like a freaking uh, scavenger hunt sheet. It's like, <laughs> can you find these homosexuals? Find them, bring back their head, get a shiny gold piece. Exactly. Yeah, it's pretty fucking scary. Yeah. And, and the one thing is that I received actually an email. From someone who lives in Uganda and who agreed with me that the place was really messed up. That's cool. You should have posted that. Yeah, I probably should have. Yeah. But I'm not. Just to maintain the privacy of the person. I don't know. That place is really fucked up. I don't want to. I don't want to give any I, information true. to that anyone. That, yeah. There that you is, go. Yeah. People's lives might still be in danger. I mean, if you if you disagree with uh, you know what everybody else does, uh, that might put you in danger. And that's that's the real problem that. I see that that reason is not dead in these kinds of places. It's mm-hmm. just that reason being reasonable exactly. is dangerous. You know, mm-hmm. you can't if you hold these beliefs, you can't tell anybody about them. You have to keep your mouth shut because insanity has fucking taken over. It's got a grip, yeah. Yeah, it's got a grip, and there's nothing to fucking do about it. This is true. All, All right, right, so don't post the email. I'm not. Gonna I implore you. <laughs> Okay, where were we? Oh yeah, we were back. Let, let's let's just wrap up yeah. the the Washington homeless thing. Uh, you know, I have to wonder what the reaction is from even the people that are members of this church. Because even if a church takes a position of homosexuality, it doesn't mean that all the all of their congre- uh, congregation is going to agree with them. Which is the other weird thing about you know religion is that you may call yourself a Christian, you may even call yourself a specific denomination, Presbyterian, Unitarian, whatever. Right. 
But the truth of the matter is that even the beliefs that you have aren't shared by other people. They're still private. I mean, even though you think you have some kind of ubiquity of belief saying, well, I believe in Jesus Christ and stuff like that. I'm like, open up the Bible right fucking now. Read the entire thing. It's, it's like a thousand pages though it's fucking boring i made a goal to do that i couldn't get past like genesis chapter three i'm like double okay fine just grab basic (laughs) you know chapters and randomly open it and then ask yourself which of those rules and that they outline which i think there's like 671 rules in the old testament concerning everything from the fact that you can't eat shellfish to meat with uh, cheese or dairy products and yeah. unleavened bread, fucking clothing of different fabrics. Ask yourself, out of all of those rules, which ones do you agree with? Which ones do you find are generally, you know, Super- neutral yeah. and superficial? And which ones do you think are the really important ones? And I fucking guarantee you, your friend at the pew next to you will not agree on all of those. Mm-hmm. And you got to ask yourself, really, what do you agree on? You might actually, you know, I'm not going to answer that question because I don't believe in nonsense. But if you do, I ask you to try to figure that out. Go out and fucking figure it out. Take a survey and just like, what do you believe in? <laughs> and you know what? I'm sure, I'm sure that these these three churches that sort of pulled out are probably going to see a shift within their own groups. Like some people are going to leave, and probably other people are going to join. This is how divisions start, where people make take stance on these kinds of issues, and you know, all of a sudden, that's 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 that fork in the road. So I suggest to anyone, if you're going to take a direction, don't take the right. <laughs> go, left. go left. Go left. Go left. <laughs> okay, you know what? Let's wrap it up, and we're gonna, I'm going right. to catch everybody uh, in a couple days. I'm going to have, a, hopefully, a special guest coming all the way from Calgary to come visit me. I'd like to remind you, if you are a fan of the show, um, we ask that you think about becoming a member. That's $20 a year, and it would help us have a fucking Merry Christmas. I guarantee you that. <laughs> it's a little you bit lean this shoes. year. Well, there's other priorities other than fucking new shoes. Let me tell you something. Those shoes are probably going to have to last another two years until this whole operation is making a lot more money. All right. It's just, it's a slow progression, man. It's just, it's very slow. And we appreciate all of those that uh, are uh, helping us out. And I think that you're going to just appreciate all the content that we provide. I mean, you get all of our backlog of shows, which is now up to 35. And for the next year, you get, uh, you know, the bonus show. So that's a lot of shows. It's a lot of hours you should consider. Okay, with that, my name is Jacob Forge. And I'm Jeffrey Jones. Have a ho-ho-ho atheist day, buddy. <laughs> okay. <coughs> we are recording. We are recording, We are Jeffrey. recording, all right. Hold on, let me get my pulse. Hold on. Hold on. Hello, man. John. Hello. Which one are you supposed to be? I don't know. We're just fucking cartoon. We're just the Beatles. We're the cartoon Beatles. <laughs> Indistinguishable from one another.